If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. We're super women. In like 10 to 14 days, we're going from strangers to buyers. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. And you could do that so much easier, faster when you add in that human element. And there's no better way to do it than on live video. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Coach Glitter, a.k.a. Tiffany Lee Bymaster, got her start in the world of production as a makeup artist, a wardrobe stylist, and a set designer for some super big name shows. If you've binge-watched The Real Housewives of Orange County, America's Next Top Model, The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, you've probably seen her work. For the last six years, Tiffany has built her own personal brand from the ground up in the online space as a blogger, consultant, top affiliate marketer, and the creator of Lights Camera Branding, her signature online program. She is obsessed with branding and helping people develop their social media audience growth and launch strategy all through the vital power of live video. Yep, this conversation is all about going live. We'll talk Facebook and Instagram Live, but also the new platform in live content, Clubhouse. If you have questions about how live video and content plays a role in growing an online business, this is your episode. Here she is, Coach Glitter. All right, Tiffany, welcome to the Gold Digger Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited. I'm not even going to try to like be cool and contain this, but I am so honored and excited and geeking out right now that I get to be on Jenna Kutcher's podcast, like pinch me moment right now. Oh, I'm so excited. So what's actually really exciting, and we'll talk about it later on in the interview, but where we officially, officially crossed paths was in Clubhouse. And I remember you were speaking. (laughs) I know you were speaking and you you gave this nugget of wisdom. And I like dove over to your Instagram and was like, oh, my gosh, what you just said was like life changing. And so this conversation has been a little while in the making, thanks to Clubhouse. And I'm just so excited for all the territories we get to dive into today. 
Me too. And I think I just love that you trusted me enough from that one little 30 second tip that I gave on Clubhouse to bring me here. And I really honor this space because I know you've been working at this so hard and you love your audience so much. And so I really treasure that and respect that so much. But I'm so excited because I think that my story of how I even got into the online space and doing the things I'm doing now and whatever the heck I'm going to do next, it is such a common story, but it's not a story that we hear enough of. And so I hope that just us having a conversation together is going to help inspire more women to see their potential and not just see it, but take action on it. Because I just feel like everyone has that next level gift that is still so untapped and waiting to be discovered. Oh, well, we are ready. So let's kind of start with your story. One of the things that you and I both have in common is we both started in the service industry behind the scenes. So talk to me about where you got your start. Yeah. So I was a professional makeup artist and wardrobe stylist. And then I started dabbling into set design. But when I came out of college, it's like this crazy resume. If you looked at it, it would be like, okay, this is 15 different people's resume matched into (laughs) one, which I think is a common sign. It's like, hello, look at your resume. That's a common sign for people who were born to be entrepreneurs and didn't realize it early on. And so I felt like the square peg and this total underdog and weird that could not figure out what the heck they were going to do with their life. And I was driven by making my parents happy. We're first-generation immigrants. I was not born in the US. I'm Korean and came from Seoul right to Burbank, California, into the valley when I was a little girl and never knew what I was going to do. Always just felt like you know when you're in school and people know exactly what they're going to do, I couldn't even make it up. But I did follow the things that drove me passion-wise. And I think that's a great place to listen to your gut and your and to God, if you believe in God, that the things that you're passionate about is the launching pad for what you want to do. But I was a makeup artist. And I, the road to even get there was this crazy, windy path. But... I had been doing that, finally figured out what I wanted to do with my life. And most of my 20s and my 30s, I spent getting to make other people look their personal best on camera, which then translates to them performing and being their best and delivering their best. And I was the person behind the scenes in all black, head to toe, stage production black, so nobody could see us. We're just the hidden person behind the scenes, leveraging everybody else up. And no one even knew what I sounded like because I, you have to be quiet on set, literally quiet on set. And not every person in your makeup chair wants to chit chat, especially if it's six in the morning and we're getting ready for that first shot on television or film or movies and magazines. And even like when I started to transition to working with people who were coming into the online space and some of these huge headliners and speakers, they're really just into their preparation for how they're going to deliver on stage. So no one even knew what I really sounded like, what my opinions were, or that I even had this ability to look into marketing and strategy that was totally untapped to me. So at the time, 15 years working in production and loving it. I thought that was what I was born to do. And the crazy thing is that God has other plans. And there was a 2.0 version of my life. And I call it my reinvention (laughs) tour. Girl, my reinvention tour started when I was 40 years old. And that's not super old. And that's not super young. But here's the thing. I thought I was so late to the game. Like, Who am I to start this when I see all these people I respect in the marketing space? And they're like in their 30s. And they're 
bajillionaires and have huge followings. And here I am at 40 years old with a teeny tiny online presence, nothing with an official business page and didn't even know what an email list was at the time. I was like, what's an email list? (laughs) Everyone keeps talking about this list, but you know what? I started anyways. It drove me because I had that little inkling of I love makeup and I know that there's such a huge opportunity for more people. And you know, six years ago, I love that the online space is so fast paced because six years ago feels like a lifetime ago. And I've heard that, you know, a year of entrepreneurship is really like dog years. So basically (laughs) I started like 50 years ago. (laughs) And in that time, I've learned a lot. And the thing that changed my life from being the behind the scenes makeup artist and wardrobe stylist to finally being in front of the camera from going from no one even knowing what my opinions were, let alone what I sounded like, I got pushed lovingly in front of the camera to do my very first live stream on Periscope. And that one very messy, extremely janky. It was so bad. I was sideways. And by the way, it stayed on for another 10 minutes in my pocket because I didn't know it was still on. (laughs) It changed my life. People were like, wow. So this is what you sound like. This is what you look like. You should do it more. And that prompted me enough, even though I was so scared with shaky voice and all my joints and body just shaking from nerves and excitement simultaneously, I did it anyways. And from that point on, I did more live videos, started off on Periscope. And I love that it was a safe space, kind of like Clubhouse now where it's brand new and everyone's new to it, that it gave me that launching pad. And I knew that it was my role and my responsibility. It was my duty that if someone like me who never showed up in in, in the spotlight to be able to use my story and my own transformation story to leverage other women and men to do the exact same thing, to stop hiding, to stop hiding from their gifts, to not go after the thing that uncovers their gifts and their talents, that I knew that this was going to turn into something else. I knew nothing else. I had no master plan or strategy, <laughs> but I knew just enough to get started. And I just took one little baby step at a time. This story is just its just making me smile on so many levels because I think that we all have something to share. And I know you agree with that, where it's like yeah. there is something you know or you've experienced or you've learned or life has taught you or you've been a student of or you're curious about that can change other people's lives. And oftentimes we're the first to discount ourselves or to write ourselves off. So what happened after the Periscope thing? Where did you go with this? How did you branch out from beyond just the makeup and styling world? What did that look like? Oh my gosh, this is the part that I always remind people and I need to do a better job of reminding people because when you're three, four, five years in, people only see your chapter 55 Mm -hmm. and you're like, Listen, I know where most of my audience is. They're trying to figure out if this is even the the business has, you know, is it viable? Is it something that can turn into something? And I always remind people that I didn't have that master plan, but I knew just enough that I wanted to pursue it. And there's so much magic in pursuing the idea into letting it grow and be born and then evolve into that master plan. And that's exactly what I did. So what it looked like for me was, you know, To be a business owner, you got to sell something. And I did not have my own products or offers. But prior to doing live video, I started a blog a couple years prior to that. So 
I just wrote a blog simply because honestly, I was a little annoyed on social media because I got the same 10 to 12 questions all the time. What lipstick was that? What shoes were those? Um, who did you style and how did you do their hair? And where did you find those earrings? And it's, it's the common questions. What makeup looks the best on camera? And I was like, doesn't everybody know this stuff? And the answer is no. We're so close to whatever genius we do. It's so easy for us that we often underestimate how impactful and powerful that is. Even if we're talking about makeup and styling, I'm like, I'm not curing cancer. So I would diminish my own my own brilliance and my gifts. And so I started a blog simply to answer those common questions I got over and over and over again. And the response was huge just from that. And even still, I didn't have a massive audience. Even from the people that were my blog readers, I got sponsorships and then I created, like I was proactive, didn't even know it at the time, but I reached out to the people who are the original creators of Ring Lights. I became their number one affiliate with a tiny audience because I had a really, really captivated, really engaged audience, regardless of the size. And I have sold more Ring Lights than even the Kardashians to this day. Really? It's crazy. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? Like, and that was just me looking on the website going, I I would love to share this. Can I create a discount for my audience? And then they gave me a percentage for promoting it. And there was no affiliate program at the time. We created it together. It wasn't even a thing. And so there's opportunities all around us if we start paying attention to what people are asking us about over and over again. And not just the business people, but what are your neighbors asking you about? What are your girlfriends always asking you about? What do people go to you for? Maybe, you know, all the moms at the school, why do they go to you for that specific thing? And then start paying attention. And so once I started to pay attention, that is where that first little baby step came from. And I started being an affiliate for digital products as well, because now I'm seeing my clients that I'm doing their makeup and their styling, and they're going from the offline to the online and building this personal brand, which again, six years ago, that was barely a thing. And so I got to see it happen and develop before my eyes for them, totally even discounting the fact that this could ever be something that I would do until I finally got it. And it was because of that live video. But seeing how people develop this business in the online space and how different it is in the offline brick and mortar or just having a presence in the traditional business area, that I realized that there's such a market for real women, for real voices to be able to share in real time while you are still in development and not this perfect you know, end story that people love knowing how you're doing it in the midst of doing it. And so I really... That's the evolution. It's so simple. But we often look for something so so huge. But it's often the simple things that really create and eventually turn into that big, big business. But I started off as an affiliate marketer at least two and a half years before I ever created my own product. And that was born out of those continual baby steps that I took. And I love that I started with affiliate marketing. I promoted other people's products because I was a student. I was the case study. I was the A-plus student and the success story that came out of all these personal and business development programs that are... you know, I didn't even know what digital e-learning was. But the thing that I did right 
And the thing that everyone can do right now, whether you have a business or not, or one in the making, is I documented and I shared in real time what I was learning, what I was doing, the things that were like, you know, my stumbling blocks. I shared all of it and not just the pretty perfect pictures, but the good, the bad, the crying moments sometimes and the frustrations and also how I got over those challenges. And that's how people started to sign up for these affiliate programs through me. And then I created my own offers. Oh, I think you touched on something that is so crucial and critical and also something that I think just draws people to you is that every step of the way, you basically just said, here, let's go together. Let me show you what's yeah. working. Let me show you where I messed up. Let me help you not make those mistakes. And I think that the mistake that a lot of people make is they believe they have to have had arrived before they can share. And it's actually way more fun and way more relatable when someone's in process us with you. A thousand percent. And I, my students know that I'm always teaching the things that I am learning in the moment as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not something I'm not teaching old strategies. I'm not teaching the things that worked for me back in 2016, because I don't even think I can replicate those things from 2016, especially in marketing and, and in the online space, things happen and evolve and change so much that I'm one of those coaches like you are that we are teaching what's working now and yeah. being the leaders and to be able to be the visionaries that can kind of see what's happening in the future. But I grow my business because I put myself into the position where I fail 80% of the time, like the Facebook ads and the creatives and the videos and even my Instagram posts, I feel like 80% of the time they land flat. But that means that 20% of the time I'm figuring out what is working and then we double down on that. And that is how I teach my students. I'm doing it right there. I'm in the trenches, the marketing trenches with them and we're learning together. So what exactly do you do now? What does your day look like now that you've stepped out from behind the chair? Yeah, so I, I haven't picked up a makeup brush to do someone else's makeup in two years. And it's wow. crazy because my entire identity, like how I even got my Coach Glitter online persona name was because of the blog and because I was a makeup artist and nobody knew who I was, but they knew who my famous clients were. But today, my life looks so different. Rarely do I wear legit pants. <laughs> Um, going into the <laughs> pandemic, I was like, oh, I've been training for this for the past yeah. four years and I can help others through it too. But it's this, when I started my business, one of the things that really pushed me, that was the catalyst more so than just doing the live videos was I got really, really sick. And I don't talk a lot about this part of my um, history of my story. I still think there's a little bit of shame about it as if I had control over it. Because I feel like I did. But I worked so much my whole life since I was 15 years old. I was a total... I had to help my family and I put myself through college. And I just had that story that you had to work really hard to have any kind of success. And when I discovered things that I was passionate about and that I loved, and I was like, this is too easy. This can't be a real job. This is not a thing. And then when I accepted that, that's how I really embraced being a makeup artist. But those are really long days working 15 to 18 hour days on set, commuting to Los Angeles. I live in South Orange County and traffic in LA is crazy on itself. And and just going from this transition of 
learning that my identity isn't just as a makeup artist, that I don't have to kill myself to work. Well, it caught up with me. So here I am almost 40 years old. And all of a sudden, I have compounded autoimmune issues that seemed to seemingly at first came out of nowhere. And so I knew that my days of being able to work six days a week on TV shows on I and girl, I worked on every single bad reality show, name a reality show. <laughs> All the I've ones worked I on watched. it. <laughs> I, I do too. And it's a different experience watching it. But these are really long, long days. I worked on Bachelor and Bachelorette. The first couple episodes, especially the limo driving up, that happens all night long. And we wrap that day when sunset comes up and it's just grueling hours and it caught up with me. And so I knew that my first definition, the push and my big why initially to start my online business was to be able to create my own schedule. So my day-to-day life is... I have really learned the power of not only creating my own schedule and saying yes and creating boundaries on what I commit to. And I think I feel like I'm finally a grown up now that I'm in my mid 40s. I'm finally figuring this stuff out and understanding that no is a complete sentence and saying yes to the things that I really love and not feeling like I'm the mean girl or the bad girl or this isn't how my mama raised me, like that type of whole programming. And my days are really open. I like to open up a lot of space instead of having forced busyness, which is something that I had to get over. But I spend a lot of days creating all the content that you see online and planning for my live videos and and planning all of the little tiny bits of content that's born out of that one piece of content. And I spend a lot of time, you know, with my students and my programs. And then I get to spend some time on Clubhouse and just enjoy yes. myself and be unapologetic about it. But I don't feel what I really think is an employee mentality of having to clock in eight hours, nine hours a day and and then losing the guilt for not being busy and filling every single moment with more work and more work. But that's a total work in progress that I'm getting better at. But it's, it's something where in the digital space, it's this transition of literally being disciplined enough and learning the things that actually move the needle forward in your business and what you're doing just to break out of that employee mentality and filling it with a lot of busy work, Yeah, which I'm learning yes. to do better to let go of. Amen. There's a difference between being busy and being productive and finding that balance is interesting. Okay. So since we talked about the digital space and you've talked about going live. So the first question I have for you is, is live video or live content of any kind a non-negotiable in this current like digital climate in the online business space? Oh my gosh. I feel like non-negotiable, so strict, and I'm a rebel against rules. (laughs) But I would, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I don't think anything is a must for everyone. But I do think, especially for people who are in the beginning stages, or even in the middle, anybody who doesn't have giant bags of money to spend on paid advertising in the climate that we're in today, ads are never going to get cheaper. We know that. They're just going to continue to rise and there's more competition. And there are people that have the mentality where they're going to complain about those things and the algorithms out to get them. And there's the rest of us who are like, where's the opportunity and what do we need to do to pivot? And I will make the argument all day, every day, Miss Jenna, that live video is the easiest way to lower your ads costs and set yourself up for success 
by creating custom audiences. So for those of you who are like, I don't know what you just said, but trust (laughs) me in the very near future, you're going to be so glad that you tuck this little piece of information in your back pocket. When you're doing live videos and not just on Instagram, but specifically on Facebook, which is no longer the popular kid on the block, (laughs) but this is why we still need to really pay attention to Facebook, especially if you're in the newer stages and the beginning and middle stages of building a business. And you know, at some point, you're going to rip through your warm audience and we need to build our, our colder audiences and warm them up faster. There's no better way to do that than live video. It's the lowest barrier of entry compared to recorded video. I mean, video of any kind is amazing. I would say video is queen, not king, but queen. Yeah. But there's a lot more to it to do recorded versus live. It's so much easier. So do the easiest thing. It's the low hanging fruit. And here's the other real reason. The real reason why we are doing live video in 2021 and moving forward from there is that live video creates custom audiences that you can then retarget later. And when you're first starting ads and you're starting ads, whether you're trying to build up your email list and you're doing it both you know, organic, unpaid, and you're putting a little bit of ad money towards it. Most oftentimes, people are creating ads to build their email list, and that's going to go into their challenge and or their whatever your offer is. Maybe you do one-on-one coaching, or maybe you have a physical product, or you're creating your first course, or you're launching your course for the tenth time, or you have a membership. Any of the, those things that are your offers, the thing that you sell, the thing that generates income for your business. At some point. We're we're going to be using some level of paid advertising. And instead of relegating to what everybody else has, which is very few options and choices, you're stacking the odds in your favor by creating custom audiences. And for those of you who are doing ads, you're like, okay, tell me more. And for those Mm -hmm. of you who are newer to it, I promise you one day soon, this is all going to make sense. And you're going to be so glad you listened to this episode. So when you do videos, whether it's recorded or live, but again, live is so much easier to literally start today versus recorded that when you do that live video, someone can watch as little as three seconds. Like that's the minimum. It counts as a custom view audience. And so instead of just targeting your ads for people who live in this area or people who love Jenna Kutcher or people who love ring lights or whatever their interests are, you can go far beyond the interest and get much more specific targeting by finding people who not only actually watched your live video, but then when you have custom audiences, you get this magical thing called lookalike audiences. And it's the weirdest thing because oftentimes for us, our lookalike audiences, those ads perform better than the actual audiences. Mm -hmm. And when you're a newer business owner, the only way you can create custom audiences is by having a pixel on your website. So being able to have that pixel and knowing the traffic that's going to your website. But what if you don't have a lot of traffic to your website yet and you're working on that? You probably don't have custom audiences for that yet. What if you're just starting out like I did in the beginning stages and didn't even know what an email list was? Well, an email list and a customer list, those are all different types of custom audiences. But if you don't have those yet, we're working on it. And 
that's a process. But live videos, that is a custom audience that we can start right away and building the audiences. And it has so many benefits. It has benefits in the moment that you do it. It has benefits on the replay because we're all going to get more viewers on the replay, whether you're just starting out or you're someone famous like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, who was the very first live video I watched on Facebook. And you create all of those wins, whether you use them now or later, you are setting yourself up for success. So live video is no longer just about showing up to serve and being able to do all those beautiful things that it allows you to do. It allows people to show up as they are, unscripted, unrehearsed. That's what we love about it, how genuine it is. And we hear the authentic word thrown around a lot, but we hear it for a reason. And people get to see the real you, all the different sides of you. And I love that about live video. And so there's so many benefits, not just in the moment, but after the fact, behind the scenes with what you can do for ad purposes. Can you believe that you are the person, the one who was on Periscope, (laughs) who let the Periscope run for 10 more minutes in her pocket? Can you believe these words are coming out of your mouth? No. And here's the awesome thing. I didn't know these words existed in my brain, let alone come out of my mouth because it was in development. And it's a skill. Marketing is a skill. Live video is a skill. Being on podcasts is a skill. Please don't anybody go look at the first couple podcasts that I was a guest on because they were awful and (laughs) just terrible. Why did I talk so fast and could not remember my own name? And we get better. There's nothing that we practice that is a skill that we will ever get worse at. We will get better. And so give yourself the grace to be terrible. Just suck in the beginning. Yeah. I tell my students that is like, is that the weirdest thing to hear from your coach? You're supposed to suck. And you're supposed yeah. to have the humility to know that you can only grow the more you practice. And it's like learning an instrument or a new language. But what I love so much is when I see my students literally transform in front of my eyes. And you've seen it too. Mm, yes. That confidence is born later as a byproduct. And yeah. you don't wait until you're ready. You don't wait until everything's polished. You don't wait until you even have a ring light. No, park your face in front of natural light and start, just start knowing that your first live video, even if it's sideways and ends up in your pocket, is not your last live video. It's going to be one of many. And the transformation in yourself and the transformation that you see in the people that you get to impact because they stumbled upon your video, because they got to hear and see you and you connect so much faster, especially for everyone in your audience that's doing launches and live launches. Like, Think about what we're doing. We're finding on social media. People would never seen us, heard us, stumbled upon our brands. Like even the Jenna Kutcher's of the world, there's billions of people on this planet who have yet to come across Jenna. And then when she finds them on social media, whether organic or word of mouth or someone shared, or she does really great targeting through her ads, that in a very short window, like we're super women. In like 10 to 14 days, we're going from strangers to buyers. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. And you could do that so much easier, faster when you add in that human element. And there's no better way to do it than on live video. So in talking about the human element, for people who are not on the platform or don't know what it is yet, tell us what Clubhouse is and how you would describe it. Because this is a different aspect of going live. It is. I love that it's an even tinier baby step. If you were like me just a few years ago and with that shaky voice and oh my gosh, my first couple of times I was on Clubhouse, I was so nervous. But (laughs) here's the thing. 
even if you're like, okay, that sounds great about live video. It's on my to-do list. I love that this brand new app was born. It just came out sometime almost... It hasn't even been a full year at the time of this recording, but it's audio only. And there is mm-hmm. such a huge argument for what we're doing right now on podcasts and what we're doing via audio only social. And this is what it is. It's a brand new social media app. There's no images other than our profile photo. And I think of it like where all the major social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the podcasters and every type of business as well, not just the digital marketers and people who are on Instagram, but you know, people who do investments and all these other things that I've never heard of that I'm so excited about blockchain and Bitcoin and every industry. It's where they all intersect and we get to meet more people. And just like we talked about moments ago, how there's billions of people on the planet that even if you've been in the marketing world for a little bit or social media and influencer world, that we get to break out of our little shell and we get to meet more people. And it turns out there is so much beautiful harmony and reciprocity in what we can learn by meeting more people outside of our current niche and bubble. So I yeah. love that. It's kind of like a TED Talk. Yes. Times meets social media, meets community connection and altruism and and just talking and having conversations. And the, the timing couldn't be more perfect because I don't know about you. I, I have a lot of really amazing friends, but I felt so alone coming through this entire pandemic the last Last year mm-hmm. and finding myself way too much in my own hole, hiding alone, working alone, not seeing humans. And it really affected me. And when I found Clubhouse, I found it two days before Christmas. And it happened to be during our holiday break. So the timing again was really perfect. Turned out a lot of other people discovered it at that time as well. And it was like, for me, just like with live video, it was scary, but instant love connection. Yeah. And Clubhouse has been that for me. It's such an interesting platform because I was super resistant to get on it as well. <laughs> like, do we really need another? <laughs> I know. And I was like, ah, maybe it'll go away. And it didn't go away. <laughs> but actually, my brother, I invited my brother to get on and he runs like an Amazon consulting company. Yeah. And he went on it and he's like, Jen, this is so cool. Like, he's like, it's just so much more personable. And he's like, we're actually like converting people and helping mm-hmm. people. And it was just, it was kind of the push I needed, but it is such an interesting platform. I love that it is just audio because a lot of times when I'm on there, I'm like organizing the closet or making dinner or things yes. like that, which is so fun. So what would you say if like somebody's interested in getting on Clubhouse or wants to create their own room or host their own conversation? What's some of the things that they should know if they want to use it for their own business? I mean, if live video is the gateway drug that leads into other things, then and it's the lowest hanging fruit, this is the fruit that's already on the ground. It's even easier. So Clubhouse is so easy. There's not a lot to it. So, And here we are, just a few... I've only been there for a couple of months. It's not too late. I already hear people saying, oh, it's too late. There's already like people, everyone knows everybody. No, 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 no. It's not even open to the public yet. It's still in beta mode, but it's quite easy to get in. If you're already in someone's contacts and you have an iOS device, here's the thing right now. It's in beta. And I've got a couple of hacks for you guys to get in because all of my friends and my students have gotten in, even if they don't have an Apple device. Well, 
The first thing is you can get in by invite if somebody has you in their contacts already and they're already using the app. The second that you sign up, it says, oh, Jenna just signed up. She's in your contacts. Do you want to let her in? So you can get people in kind of through the back door without an invitation. But as soon as you sign up, you get a couple of invitations. And the more you use it, you get even more invitations because they want to invite more people who are great users of the app, just like you, and to bring more of your friends in. So it is by invitation only. And currently, as of this recording, it's iOS only. But here's my two hats. If you have a friend who has an Apple device, they're probably super crazy loyal to it for whatever reason, like I am, and I have Apple everything. If you have one Apple device phone, it is likely that you probably have three, four, five older ones collecting dust in a drawer somewhere. And most people don't know that you can use an older iPhone or an iPad and you do not have to be on a data plan. So you don't have to sign up and go to Verizon or T-Mobile and get another phone plan. You don't have to pay for that. As long as you're connected to Wi-Fi, you can use a device, an Apple device, as long as you have the app downloaded and you can get in that way. So that's the hack for everyone who loves their Android devices and have no intentions of switching. But they did say, I think fall time, they're going to open it up to Android users. So it's still coming. They're still testing. It's still very, very new. It's in beta. But once you get in, here's the thing. Make sure it is so different than the Instagram mentality of who you follow very selectively and, and not too many people. It's totally different where you do want to find a lot of people, interesting people, people outside of that current circle of influence that you have. But go look at Jenna. Look her up. Look me up. I'm Coach Glitter everywhere, by the way. And look at who we're following. And mm-hmm. I have found that I found other amazing, interesting, fascinating, brilliant, smart, people by looking at who the people I already know and like following them and then checking out who they're following and then follow a lot of people because who you are following determines the rooms that you see in the hallway. And you're like, what are all those terms? I didn't know them either, but this is what they call in Clubhouse. Your hallway is where all of the current live rooms are going on and you'll see the topic and then you'll see who's in there and you can figure out where your friends are. If they're on the app, you can follow it and go into the rooms they're at and just do that for a little bit, like literally the first time you're on there and you're going to get it right away. It's a super simple, super... It's like the white space minimalistic app. So there's not a lot of things to look at or touch or get lost in, but definitely... Make sure that you're following interesting people and more of them. Don't be super selective and only follow five people because your hallway is curated by who you follow. And what I did for the first couple of days and even like the first week and a half, I just observed and then I slowly started to raise my hand. And that is a feature literally says raise hand and yes. you can be brought up to the, the speaker stage. The speaker stage is where you can ask a question or you can add to the conversation. But whether it's on an app or in person, I'm the person that likes to walk into a room, find the furthest corner and observe before I go in. I am so not an extrovert at all, but I am a master observer of human behavior. So I do like to kind of you know, get the feel of the room, read the room, and then participate. And you and I were joking before we jumped on to record. Like sometimes because we've been on the app, people recognize our name and immediately they invite us to the stage. And we're like, we don't even know what you're talking about. Or I'm just here to learn. 
I just want to listen. <laughs> yeah. Can I listen for a little bit? So it's kind of a funny phenomenon once you've been on there, but I really encourage you guys to raise your hand and get the practice. It's such a great place. It's a beautiful platform to be succinct and clear yeah. and concise in less than a minute to explain who you are, who you help, how you do it without being super self-promotional because we don't like that, but we're there to connect. And it really yeah. develops those skills, which are transferable skills to everything else that you do to build your business with live video, video. And you know maybe you're doing masterclasses for other people or you're a guest bonus for other people's programs. It's such a great launching pad the way that Periscope was for me. I really feel like this is another way that so many people can dive right in, especially when it's still very, very new. You kind of touched on a little bit of the etiquette, but what are some of the unspoken rules of Clubhouse? Because it is unlike any other platform and it has like taught me a lot about sharing the stage and only adding value when you truly have value and that kind of stuff. Share a little bit about that. Oh, this is such a great question. And I think this is going to save you guys a lot of time from the mistakes I made uh, a couple months ago when I dove in. You become a better listener. And listening is such an amazing skill as, you know, whether you're a mom or a wife or you have a significant other and in your business, sometimes we just want to be the, the smartest one and share the smartest thing. And we're thinking of the next question or the next answer, even before the person that we're supposed to be listening to finishes. So for me, I have found that the skills of becoming a great listener has been greatly, greatly enhanced in such a short period of time. But one of the things that you want to do is when you raise your hand because you have something to contribute or you do have a, a question is just think it through for a moment in your head and be able to be short and succinct and get right to the point. Because you're going to notice that there's a lot of people who are newer and they go on and on and on and we love ya. But you know, there's a lot of people that want to share as well. So being really respectful of everyone's time, being really respectful of the time that you get on the mic and then passing it to the next person, just being succinct. And then the first thing that you want to know that I didn't realize is when you are brought up and invited up to the stage, your mic is hot, meaning yes. it's on <laughs> and everyone can hear what's happening in the background with the kids screaming and the dogs barking and the laundry going. So as soon as you get up, oh my goodness, Make sure you mute your mic. And you may want to even write that on a post-it note, on a sticky note, and put it next to you so that you remember the first few times that you're on Clubhouse. And sometimes the moderators will remind people of that. And sometimes they don't. But <laughs> it's one of those things too. So the second big piece of advice I have is once you're up and you mute your mic, make sure that you speak when they come to you. So a lot of times they will go in a certain order. And a lot of times, especially in the bigger rooms, it's quite the wait. And you can decide if you want to wait it out or if you have to take off, you just leave. That's fine. But make sure that as soon as you're brought up that you don't begin to ask your question or just jump right in because most of the time they're going in an order. And the way that you know what the order is, I did not know what this is. This is a whole new verbiage that's been added to my life. But PTR, I was like, what are they talking about? What is this PTR? And nobody explained it when I first got on there. So of course, I Googled it. And PTR stands for pull to refresh. So if you take your finger and you pull down on your screen, it's going to refresh the screen. And you're going to see everyone's pretty little profile pictures in the correct 
order, in the updated order. So that's how you're going to know when you're coming up as your heart gets, your heart starts to beat faster and your palms get sweaty. It's your turn to talk. Just be you and talk. But remember, be short, be succinct, get to the point and write to the question. And a good way to do that, to really train yourself the skill is sometimes everyone runs the rooms differently. And this is where you get to read the room. Sometimes the person that is moderating the room, they will read your bio for you. So the first three Mm -hmm. lines of your bio are so important. I've been in a lot of rooms just for the sake of time that they will read your bio. So make sure those first three lines really summarize everything that you do in three lines or less. So that's really, really important because that's what people are going to see. And then unlike Instagram and other social media platforms, it allows for a ton of space, like a full page to elaborate on your bio. But for someone to see the full bio, they only see the first three lines. So do put some time into what you share in those first three lines. And I like to lead with how I help other people versus what I'm about. And then the rest yeah. of it is more about what I've done. And, you know, it's semi resume like and a little braggadocious. And that's kind of like the energy in that space on the app. But it really just kind of qualifies you for your experience. So don't shrink down in that. I really want to encourage people, especially women, to be proud of what they've accomplished and who they have worked with. And I love that in Clubhouse, it's the first social media platform where I really feel like true experience and who you've worked with, what you've accomplished is highly leveraged. So use that bio space to do it unapologetically and be proud of everything that you've done. So really, really important to have a great bio. And then the only thing that we see visually is your face. So I was talking to a bunch of my friends. I was like, that's a really great full or half body headshot. But on Clubhouse, because all we see is a tiny, tiny thumbnail, I highly recommend using a photo that is super zoomed in on your face and make it stand out. So make sure that we can see your face because a lot of people, they're probably like me where when I hear someone talk, I'm actually looking at their face as if as if it's like a video. So your headshot really matters. Oh, this is so good. So helpful for me too. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a boot camp in Clubhouse. So (laughs) this is amazing. You need to tell me about Lights Camera Branding. What is it? Why did you create it? Who is it for? Oh my gosh. So this is my baby. I birthed it five years ago and we are just on the cusp in a couple of weeks. We're going to be celebrating the fifth year birthday of the program. And it was Again, just the way that my blog was born, I listened to what my followers, my friends, my audience was asking me for. And it started off with such a simple, simple question. How the heck did you start a live video and can you help me? And then it was born from there. And it's so funny because of the way that social media has evolved and the way that my program has evolved. The only thing that remains the same after doing 12 launches is the name. The program itself has highly evolved. Back in 2016, when I first created it, it was so much more important on how you looked and and be camera ready and have the perfect lighting and teach me how to do camera ready makeup. Nowadays, I don't even talk about it, but it's in the program. What I focus 
focus on is brand building. What I focus on is how you show up and how to create content and how to do it consistently to build a business. And so it's really evolved into that as I've evolved and my experience has evolved. And oh my gosh, thank goodness that we all become better teachers and coaches and advisors and mentors the more we do this. And again, I'm that coach that's in the trenches that's learning in real time. And so the program's really evolved and it's for online business owners who not only want to use live video. I specifically teach Facebook, but I also talk about Instagram Live. And the the skills that you learn, whether you do it on Facebook Live and you continue to do it there or not, those are transferable skills that are going to leverage you so much faster when you do Instagram. And now they've got their version of Instagram Rooms where you can have up to four people on a live video. And the way that you are able to teach webinars on video that's a transferable skill that gets honed in through live video. So I feel like it's Lights Camera Branding is the launching pad that really helps people so much faster gain the exact roadmap that not only builds the confidence, which to me, confidence again is a byproduct. We don't start with it. We start off shaky and we start off not making the best videos exactly the way that I did, but you get there so much further faster because you have a guide who's done it. So you're building the brand. You're honing in on your messaging. Our messaging is everything. It's so much more important than how you look on camera. That's like the last of it now. It's the least important part. And so I really love helping business owners use the power of getting on video the fastest, the easiest way, and then sticking to it and being consistent. And then once we have these different phases that we go through with growth, how do we make our lives easier? How do we create more white space? How do we create one consistent piece of video content a week and then repurpose the heck out of it so that we create traffic without having to actually be everywhere live. And that to me is so important because if we're creating these businesses and we're creating these businesses to enhance our audience and to create more, whatever your definition of success is with your family, to be able to pick up your kids when they go back to school and drop them off. And however you personally define it, having worked with thousands and thousands of my students who are... I'm not a mom. It wasn't in God's plan for me to be a mom. But I've worked with so many women who are moms and dads as well, who a big part of their definition of success is to have the flexibility to spend the time with their children, to be the ones to pick up and drop off their kids, and to be able to go on holiday and vacation when they want to. That a lot of times... What really happens when you're building your own business is you're putting in 18-hour days again, that you're doing nothing but the grunt work and you're wearing all the hats in the beginning. I was there too. And I really, really, I feel like the next mission and the vision of my business as it continues to evolve is to show people it doesn't have to be that way. That yeah, we kind of hustle in the beginning and, and it's necessary, but please don't hustle forever. You don't need to. And I love that you... The question I've always wanted to ask you, if I can flip the script for a moment (laughs) and take over your show, how have you created so much white space without your business suffering for it? I know you're there, but I know you truly prioritize your family first. Like, How have you been able to do that? It's been such a blessing because the more that I say no, and not just no, but I give a reason behind the no, which is my family, the more people respect it. And so 
it's really, really easy for me to just say no. And here's why. And I was kind of laughing with my team the other day because I haven't been on someone else's podcast in three years. And it's not because I don't think it's valuable. I think it's wildly valuable. But three years ago when I was pregnant with Coco was when I started saying no. And I laughed Mm. because I'm like, she's two. And we still (laughs) just don't have that bandwidth because Mm. I don't want to expand out of my own work right now because my time is limited and that's where I'm focusing it. But it's funny too, because people genuinely respect that. And so I think it's like giving people no and not just saying no And that's it. But here's why people really respect it. And I also think in doing that gives other people permission to do the same. That's so good. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to ask you that question because we, we see so many examples of people who they reach a certain level of success and then there's the fear of losing the success. So they work even harder and harder. I don't know what it is in my circle of influence that I see more examples of that. Yeah. And then they burn out and then they lose that initial fire and that passion and even their why, which is always going to evolve. But we need to see more examples of women and moms with younger children on... I hate the word balance. I think it just creates more anxiety. But like, what does it look like? And what does it look like to prioritize what's truly important and still be a success, however you define success. And even like the outwardly social media version of success, I love that you're leading the way and I see you, I hear you, and I just wanted to recognize you for that. And also, I was very curious on how the heck you were doing it. So thank you. It is funny. Even on a day like today, I have four interviews today. I still had breakfast and lunch with my daughter and was able to sing to her before she took her nap. And so I'm like, that right there is like, the creme de la creme of entrepreneurship when Mm -hmm. you can find out how those things work together and not like at war with one another. Absolutely. And it gives us the flexibility, but it's also developing that discipline and it's a muscle to know what, you know, I'm sure you probably block out certain periods of time and days where you're focusing on one thing and batching those things while she's napping. And there's empires, empires, you guys, that you could build during the nap times. I'm watching a monitor as we record. So Ah, women can do everything. (laughs) Tiffany, where can everybody find you and connect with you, learn more about your program, watch your live videos, give us all the places. I do a weekly Facebook Live at least 80% of the year. I used to do it 100% of the year. So 80% of the weeks, I am doing a Facebook Live usually on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Sometimes we have to adjust the time and that is okay. But, But I also love Instagram. Please, if you loved this episode, if there's questions or follow up, if I can help you with anything, hit me up on Instagram in the DMs or screenshot that you're watching this and share it and tag both Jenna and I. But I'm on Instagram, Facebook, live, as well as Clubhouse, where I get to come across amazing people like Jenna. And here's the thing, you guys, how cool is it that I've been such a huge fan and love Jenna from afar? And it was like a just 30 second thing that I shared over on Clubhouse. (laughs) You're like, tell me more. And I love strategy. And I was like, oh, this is what I did. And this is what I did. And it's just a one little tidbit about what I did with a couple of reels that I got invited to this amazing platform. So don't count yourself out. Put yourself yeah. out there. Be selective and be smart about where you spend your time. But really look at the power of Clubhouse right now. 
Thank you so much, Tiffany, for your time and your talent and your expertise and your heart. I am so, so grateful for this conversation today. I am so grateful for you. And if there's anything that I can help you with, I do so much behind the scenes that people don't even see that part of the consulting side of my business. But you know, we need so many more women to be in our corner. And I just want you to know anything that I could do, I'm here for you. And by the way, always forget this. I'm Coach Glitter online. So if you ever need to find me, you guys, I'm Coach Glitter. I will forever be amazed at the power of the internet and how it allows us and enables us to connect with incredible people. Like when I heard Coach Glitter Tiffany's speaking clubhouse, I immediately jumped over to her Instagram and said, thank you. Thank you for adding value. Thank you for teaching. This is incredible. It's amazing how when you add value to someone's life, there's a real relationship formed, a level of reciprocity that I think is so incredible and amazing. And friendships come out of that. I am so grateful for Tiffany's expertise and her energy, and I hope that today felt like a masterclass in showing up live and in maximizing your results in doing so. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. As always, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.